Hi, welcome to Valley Point, and it is great to see everybody this morning. If you are watching with us online, I want to say a welcome to you as well. For those of you in the room, you can go ahead and have a seat and try to locate your digital device. That is correct. We are in church, and you can activate your phones for one reason, and that is for our connection card. This is a digital connection card now. You can go to valleypointchurch.com right there. Go to Sunday Resources, connection card. Fill that out. If you're online watching us, follow on the comment thread or go to valleypointchurch.com. If you're a first-time guest with us, I would like to say a very special welcome to you. Thank you for being here. If you did not visit our Just For You table on your way in as you exit, please do so. We have a free gift for you just to say thank you for being here. And if you're online or if you're here in person and fill out the connection card and put that you're a first-time guest, we will send you a free gift in the mail just to say thank you once again for joining us today. At the end of today's gathering, for anybody who may have offering to share with us as you dismiss, you can place that in the baskets at the doors as you exit at the end of today's gathering. When you come next week, we have a little bit of a shift in our check-in process. So right now, everybody who pre-registers online has to stop at the table to check in. Starting next week, if you pre-register online, you do not need to stop at the table. You just come on inside. But if you don't register online or if you forget and need to do that on the day of, that's fine. Just stop at that check-in table. It's now going to be inside of our main gathering. And this will just help the flow on Sundays, keep things moving as we continue to welcome people back in. So we'll remind you about that, but that's starting next Sunday. In just a few moments, Pastor Eric is going to come and share with us and we also have another special guest with us that you're going to meet in just a few moments but until we get there watch this second corinthians 5 20 tells us that we are christ's ambassadors god is making his appeal through us we speak for christ when we plead come back to god these words are from the apostle paul and apply to those walking with God as we go into the world. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. The word ambassador in the verse is fascinating. It means to be a representative. All believers should represent Christ by being bright lights and sharing God's love. An ambassador is an official representative who has an important responsibility. Paul's appeal was not a perfunctory pronouncement, but an impassioned plea. God is making his appeal through us. And what's the appeal? Well, be reconciled or be made right with God. The word appeal in the text means to invite. The word plead means to ask. So here's a paraphrase with all of these words. Here it is. We are Christ's representatives. God is inviting through us and we speak for Christ when we ask people to come back to God. This is how we share 
or testify or bear witness, which is the fifth essential practice of walking with God. Now, today's a fun day because you get the chance to hear from someone who I have watched grow into this role in unique and beautiful ways. If we have trusted in Jesus alone to rescue us, God wants to use us to be bright lights and to share his love. We will all do that in different ways based on our personalities, but God wants to use us. That can be frightening at times because how do we do that? And what should we say? And what if I say the wrong thing? Well, those questions can cause us to shy away from being a good ambassador. Maybe we overcomplicate this because God can use us and our stories to help others see him. An aspect of bearing witness to our faith is when we allow God to shine through us with how we are made And when we open our lives to being used by him, God uses us, the good and the bad, to help others see him. Today, I want you to join me for a conversation with my friend, Kevin. As you listen, see if you notice the ways he is living out this essential practice of sharing or bearing witness to his faith. Enjoy. Will you help me welcome my friend, Kevin? All right, Kevin, just to get us started, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to come and give my testimony to God and, and in front of my faith community, and I feel blessed today. Mm. So, Kevin O'Donohue, I was born in Delaware County and moved to Concord Township when I was just an infant. So I've spent my entire life here. Um, one of six O'Donoghue children that went to Garner Valley. I live with my wife, Kristen, in my childhood home, and I have eight beautiful children. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very blessed. He has eight children, <laughs> three grandchildren, and one on the way. We just found out that Josh and Alex are having a boy yesterday. Mm. So I I worked in the IT consulting industry for the last 25 years, first man in a startup company, two times with the same group of folks, and I'm just very blessed in in all facets of my life. I love what I do. I love being involved. I was an elected official for the last 30 years. I've been involved in Concord Township, whether it be as a committee man as an elected official on the Board of Supervisors and rose to be the chairman of the Republican Party, just stepped down last year, and I just just love my life, Mm. and I'm the most blessed man I know. Mm. So we need to go back to that picture with everybody in their pajamas. That's remarkable. How do you get adult (laughs) children to do that? (laughs) That is is my, my wife, Kristen. That's our... Christmas Eve tradition, and I'm sure she has this year's pajamas all picked out and ready to go. Yeah, and I, I just realized in this picture, your mom is in that photo. Right in She's right in the middle, and we'll talk about her a little bit later, but yep. I just spotted that for the first time yep. in all three gatherings that your mom is right there. Yep. 
So, Kevin, faith has been an important part of your life. But that was really challenged when you were a teenager. So talk about that a little bit. It was. February 21st, 1987 was a day that changed my life. I was uh, taking my sister Lorraine to the Granite Run Mall. And we were driving up Stony Bank Road just a mile from my house. And the analogy I use is I go around that turn every day. It's the turn right there past the little church going up Stony Bank towards Route 1. And as I went around that turn, I was going too fast. There's a quarry at the bottom of the road. There was pebbles. There was pebbles on the road. So my, I had a little Mazda RX-7, two-seater. And I was going too fast, and I fishtailed around the turn. And I cut the wheel back to try to straighten it out. And I fishtailed again one more time. And I went across the road, and we hit a big tree, smack dab on Lorraine's side. She was okay. I was okay. But Lorraine's leg was stuck. It was stuck and pinned between the seat and the door. So I tried to get her out. I tried to pull her, and it was just, her leg was broken. It was, just, it was really pinned in there. So I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to run down the road. Call 911. I figured I'd run to that church. And as I'm running, I get just 30, 40 yards away, and I heard, Whoa. and I turned around to the most horrible thing I could ever imagine. There was a fuel line leak, and something dripped on something hot, and it started an engine fire. Hmm. I ran back, sprinted to the car. And I tried to kind of reach, you know, it's, the car's only this wide. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm under Lorraine's armpit and I'm pulling her and I'm desperately trying to pull her out of the car to no avail. I just, I couldn't get her out. There's, there was no, you know, pulling her out of the situation where her leg was in. And I feel a hand on my shoulder and it was a Pennsylvania state police officer showed up on the scene while Lorraine was still alive pulls me out of the car. We kind of fell back. I punched him in the face and tried to go back in. And that's when I got really burned because now the, the whole car is engulfed. It moved from the engine and the whole Lorraine, she burned to death. And it was unfathomable what I, what, what I was going through and witnessing. And in life, you know, there's times when you'll realize that God's hand is there. And there was a reporter. There was a reporter in the back seat. She was locked in the car, which was just 30 or 40 yards away from this burning car. And she was doing a story on how the Pennsylvania police system works. Her name was Mary Lou Regan, a friend of mine till this day. She's probably even watching online. And she witnessed everything and witnessed me trying to save Lorraine. I felt another hand pulled and now there's three state troopers. Another car showed up. They pinned me down and you know, I had that super strength because my adrenaline Mm. and they're just trying to hold me back and there was no hope. 
they put me, the ambulance pulled up. They put me in the back of the ambulance, going to Riddle Hospital. And I said, as I'm crying, can we pray? I knew Lorraine was gone. And we prayed. We said the Our Father in the ambulance on the way. It was, it was just something that was unfathomable that just happened to me. And to this day, I think about it every day. I live in, I live in my childhood home. I go around that turn every day. And somehow, through the, the strength, the will of God, I made it. And I, I thank him every day. And it really has strengthened my faith. And it's part of my life. You know, you don't want something like that to define you. But that's, that's part of my story. During that time, you had a coach and a teacher get next to you almost immediately. It was Coach Ricky, who's still a teacher and a football coach at Garnet Valley High School. And you were one of his first players when he started coaching. And he got next to you and shared some life-sustaining words that are still part of how you function today. That was recently captured on a CBS Philly news interview. Let's watch this. When I was 18, I was in a car accident. I had a, a tragedy. I lost my baby sister, Lorraine, and it was very tough for me. He knew how I was feeling, and he looked me in the eye, and he said, don't you give up. Don't ever give up. What he teaches is not about football. It's about life. He uses football as his canvas to teach the kids and the players about life, and that's the oneness. Don't ever give up. Do you remember that conversation? I do. I do. He's been in my life since high school. So my senior year, 1986, was his first year as an assistant coach. So I got to know him and took a liking to him. He was very good friends with Lorraine. And there was a high school counselor. Her name then was Miss Sepas, Kathy Sepas. She's now Miss Kathy Mink. Mm-hmm. Kathy Mink and Mike Rickey are two angels on this earth and the reason that I'm still here. They came to our house a couple days later after Lorraine died. My parents were obviously focused on making all the funeral arrangements and they came and said, hey, Mrs. O.D., what can we do to help? And, well, we have all these people coming from out of town. Can, can you go food shopping? So they went to Acme and big food order and come back. I'm hiding up in my room. Didn't want to see anybody. And then they came back and what else can we do? Well, the guy from the funeral home is supposed to come over. Can you take Kevin to Riddle Hospital? He has to get his, his burn. I had second, third degree burns on my arms and my hands. And they took me to get my bandages changed. So we're in the Riddle Hospital lobby, waiting room. And Mrs. Mink got up to go to the ladies' room, and it was Coach Ricky and I. And, you know, he's just in his young 20s. He wasn't, he's not that much older than me. I was 18, Lorraine was 17 when she died. And he knew I was hurting. He knew he had to say something to me. And it was like almost like an awkward silence, like just him and I. 
And he got up and he came over to me and kneeled down and just looked me in the eye and he said, listen, I don't know what I can say to make it better, obviously nothing, but I will tell you, you can't give up. Don't ever give up. You need to be there for your parents and you need to dedicate your life to Lorraine. And that's what, I, that's what I've done. He got me into coaching. He sent me over to the BYC and said, you should become a coach. You should get involved in the community. And at a time when I was doing things I shouldn't be doing, that coaching, I attribute that advice to saving my life mm. just for staying clean and doing the right things. Mm. I never had the privilege of knowing Lorraine, but I feel like I know her a little bit since we've become friends. Mm -hmm. I think you've taken the advice that he and others gave to you, and you've done a fantastic job of upholding Thank her you. memory and sharing her life with others as a way to help people choose life. So a after that tragedy, you chose not to give up, which I think is a great choice. Fast forward now. You have uh, a family. You're married. You have a successful career. You know a lot of people. You and your family, going back to your mom and dad, have been a part of this community for a very long time. A lot of people here at Valley Point are partners with BYC, the Brandywine Youth Club, where there are a lot of youth leagues. There is a field house at BYC called the O'Donohue Field House. That's named after your father. Right? It is. Something I'm extremely proud of. It's, it's something that I honestly, now my kids play there, your mm -hmm. kids, we see each mm -hmm. other there. As, as fathers, our, our, our boys play football and basketball together. And growing up, our next door neighbors were Tom and Eleanor Gillespie. They're the founders and the most generous people. They donated all the land on Kirk Road. And they came to my mom and dad. My father was head of the operating engineers, local 542, so all the heavy equipment, you know, building roads and highways and bridges and all. My dad led that union. Mr. G knew that he could get my dad's help because on Kirk Road, that was rolling hills and forests and right. they <laughs> cut down the trees and they dozed it and they, they together built what is BYC's Gillespie Park and O'Donoghue Fieldhouse. So that was their, their, when I got to work on the Fieldhouse is when I was on the Concord Township Board of Supervisors and I was able to work with my good friend, State Rep Steve Barrar, and, and we were able to get a $500,000 grant to help start the capital campaign to build the field house. Mr. G's dream was always, he wanted a field house in mm -hmm. addition to the fields for the outdoor, he wanted an indoor. So I went to the head of the operating engineers, local 542, my dad ba died back in 92. So this was a time that then operating engineers came back and they donated all the, the site work mm. next to Concord Township, the new building. And we built the field house, and they said, in, in honor and memory and in honor of your father, we're going to name it the O'Donoghue Field House. So mm. when I walk in, his picture's there. That's and right. He loved Notre Dame. I knew they were going to win last night. <laughs> I, instead of like play like a champion today, I, I touch Pop's picture yeah. mm. every time I go into one of my kids' games, and mm. it's something that's special to me. Mm. You know so many people 
in the area and you've served in a lot of different roles. You've been an elected official. He's probably knocked on a few of your homes at some mm -hmm. point to say mm -hmm. hi. I'm always amazed when I'm with you how many people you know. It's just shocking. Yet in all of this, from the tragedy with your sister to life and a career and building things and accomplishing things, you've always been searching and wanting to honor God with your life, right? I have. Just at the last service, it was a special, especially special. We did the three today, mm -hmm. and Kristen was here with my kids and, and my grandkids and my nieces and my nephews and my cousins, and they all chose to come to the to the 10 o'clock, and you know, there was a guy, Big Big Mike, we call him Big mm -hmm. Mike, Michael Kennedy, you call us the security guys, That's you know, right. we love our front row, <laughs> Tim Deary, and we can't wait to see Scott and Tara again. Mm -hmm. These are folks, you know, Ed Miles and, and Tracy and Kevin Craig brought me here, and then I really enjoy bringing folks to, to fill my front row so that we can hear your message, and Tyler, I like to say you guys are like a a one-two punch. Tyler comes in with his great team and the music just, it makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. <laughs> and that, to me, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit coming into your life. And that's what I, when I came to Valley Point, I still go to St. Thomas. Mom and dad and Lorraine are buried there. I'll always be a member of St. Thomas the Apostle Parish. I went to CCD there with Lorraine. Luke Chase going to CCD there. Luke just made his confirmation two weeks ago. But I like to say I have a priest and a pastor. I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> well, we got to know each other initially because we both have large families. And last hour, they were filling up all the front rows. It was amazing. We both have large families, and large families in communities tend to bump into each other at some point. But we also got to know each other through football. So you mentioned Luke... He is in eighth grade now, and I have an eighth grade son named Caden. Luke was the quarterback. Caden is a wide receiver. And they began to establish just a special connection on the field where for multiple years, it was O'Donohue to Kohler, O'Donohue to Kohler. And they're throwing touchdown passes and having a great time and winning games. And if you know anything about Kevin, he's very active on social media. He takes a video of everything that happens in life and I think posts it. And so you started to post a lot of these touchdown passes yep. with Donahue to Kohler. Yep. And talk about that a little yep. bit. Well, here's Coach Ricky. This is called Cats and Dogs. So the BYC Bulldogs, the Garner Valley Jags, special night Eric and I love because the, the Garner Valley players mentor these young players, and you can see Luke, the redhead, O'Donoghue, the Kohler, right there. <laughs> and it's, it's just so special. And it, I attribute, imagine this, these fields that Mr. G and my father built together now are the playground of where my kids are playing. And honestly, I attribute O'Donoghue coming to Kohler to football and those fields it's just a living miracle. Mm, mm. We have a few clips, so you know this is actually true, of some of these touchdown passes. So let's introduce a little bit of football this morning. Watch this. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs>
My favorite's the coach running down the sideline. Coach Pep, yep, Coach Panarella. Here's one more. Love the chest, chest bump. bump. Yeah. Right at the end, it's great. Man, you should do that. We should try that <laughs> when, we're, when we're all done here. <laughs> I'll knock you over. I think so. Uh, O'Donohue to Kohler. I know you have a story about you know coming to Valley Point Church and and that ringing true for you. So share that. So, as Pastor Eric said, the O'Donohue to Kohler was something that week after week. That's just two of the dozen that they did that over a couple seasons. So I was writing this all the time. I've done a Unicola and I've done a Unicola and I live in the childhood home and now mom and dad's room now is my, me and Kristen's room. And I, mm-hmm. I lay my head down at night where, where dad died in the bed right there, not mm-hmm. to get too personal, but that's my spot. So I'm praying, I'm praying on my name, just dad, father, God, help me build my faith. Help mm. me build my faith. And it was, it was just amazing to wake up to a dream in the presence of my father, Charles Joseph O'Donoghue, greatest man I ever knew, helped so many people. And it was kind of like, son, you're, you're asking for advice. So how can you grow your faith? And it's right in front of you. O'Donoghue to Kohler. O'Donoghue to Kohler. <laughs> O'Donoghue, go to Kohler. <laughs> I knew what I had to do. I threw on a suit, and I got up, and I went to church. I went over to the middle school. And, and talk about that, because that was your first time, first time coming to Valley Point. I we were at in, the middle school. You walk in with your suit. All suited up. Yeah. I was the only guy in a suit. <laughs> but that was the beginning of, again, Tyler and, and, and all the musicians and the beautiful music and, and the singing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling this hair stand up. And <laughs> the Holy Spirit, I felt it in my soul. And mm. I was hooked. I was mm-hmm. hooked. And it was because of O'Donoghue to Kohler. Yeah. And, and there's more O'Donoghue to Kohler because Luke has an older brother named Shane who was driving to the high school and didn't get a parking spot one year. Yep. So they run out of parking spots and kids go into a lottery to get the last remaining ones and he didn't get it. Yeah. You called one of the principals during this whole time frame to say, it'd really be great if Shane could get a parking pass because he's taking his brothers to yeah. school. I travel a lot to you, Boston. That's yep. right. You're gone quite a bit. So it'd be helpful. And the principal said, well, we're all out. You should go to Kohler. Eric Kohler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's telling me to go to Kohler. No, I took this. I took this to heart, and and you know, and and I really, you know, started to enjoy Sundays every mm. more and more. Yeah. Each week. And I don't think you've worn a suit since. No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> when this building was under construction, again we we were getting to know each other, football, and you were coming to the middle school. I invited you to come over and yes, look at the building under construction because as an official, you played an important role in helping shape a lot of this here, which I'm thankful for. So I invited you to come out and check out the new building. Well, shortly before you came, we hosted an event, and I know a lot of you will remember this. 
we hosted an event in this room before there was carpet on the floor, before the stage was built, where we prayed together and we sang and we asked people if they wanted to, to write down the names of individuals that they would like to see join them someday here at Valley Point. So we're singing and praying and people are writing down the names of their friends that they would love to see be a part of this place in a regular kind of way. And I wrote down your name because we had this growing friendship and I sensed God was really doing something unique in your heart. And so I wrote down your name. And then a few days later, you kind of popped in because you wanted to walk through the building. So talk about that. Yeah, I just saw Ed Miles and Kevin and mm -hmm. Tracy Craig and folks that brought me here along with yourself, and I, to your point, drove up one day, wanted to check it out. We had worked cl closely together as an elected official on the sewer and the water, and mm -hmm. so I was intrigued to see where this, the new home was gonna be. I pulled up and asked one of the workers, everyone was, you could tell they were scurrying to get things done in the last week or two, and I said, is Pastor Eric around? And one of the workers said, I don't think I've seen him yet, but you can go in if you want, so. I just walked in, to your point, it was just concrete, and I walked in, walked down, and I was like, wow, Kevin O'Donoghue, <laughs> K-O-D, <laughs> Kevin O'Donoghue, Kevin O'Donoghue. My name was written multiple times, and <laughs> the hair stood up, there's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> ah! <laughs> My new home, too, with That's you. right, and you have a lot of friends here, and a lot of people were saying, boy, it'd be great if... Kevin would come here. And I would say one of, one of my favorite Sundays is whenever someone will find me out in the lobby to say, oh, Eric, you won't believe it, but the friend I wrote on the ground underneath the stage, they're here today. <laughs> and they get really excited about that. And that happened for me. And I think it's amazing yep. that here you are now on top of the stage yep. with your name several in several places underneath. And you're talking to us about our walk with God. And that's this theme that we've been walking yep. through, walking with God and five essential practices. And this essential practice of bearing witness to your faith or sharing Christ, I think is something that you're doing in extraordinary ways. So Kevin, you've shared with me that you've trusted in Christ alone to save you and that your faith has really come to life here at Valley Point. It has. I prayed for Sunday to be my favorite day. And now it is. Mm. I get a lot of peace and, and my faith is restored. And you've taught me only Sunday's not enough. So now I'm reading the Bible. I'm praying every day. Mm. I hit my knees before I go to bed. I hit my knees when I wake up. And it's really been a life changer. Mm. And saved my soul. Yeah. And you've become an inviter. Just talk about the different people you've invited and how you extend that invitation. Hey, come, come and check this place out. Yeah, so I mean, you know, everywhere I go, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, hey, eyes on Jesus. You know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm at Wawa and I'm making my coffee and I was like, yeah, eyes on Jesus. And I always post that. I stole right. your, I'm thinking, who is that guy? <laughs> I mean, like, people are watching. <laughs> That's right. Don't think they're not watching because the, the, the Lord uses all of us. Mm -hmm. God speaks to us through other people. That's right. And I'm a fisher of men. Yes. And I take that responsibility 
very seriously. And now I have people say, I didn't know you were a Bible thumper. I didn't know you were, because I'm posting scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting scripture. You know, I didn't know that you go to Valley Point too, because they see me at St. Thomas, they see me here. I like to say I'm a priest and a pastor. I'll, it's important, it's mm-hmm. important. Whatever you do, just invite Jesus into your heart and he will come. And I've, I've, mm. I'm a living example of that. Mm. And, and to think a guy that wasn't sure he was going to make it or wanted to be alive anymore right. and now have this just beautiful, large, loving family. Yeah. And yeah, that, that journey is stunning from yes. one perspective to the, yes. to the other end here. Well, I've been using a resource throughout this theme called The Walk as we've been developing these five essential practices. It's a book by Adam Hamilton and Here's something that he states that I think is true of you. And just think about bearing witness to your faith. So here's what Adam Hamilton says. It is giving away our faith, sharing it with others, that our faith and our spiritual passion grows. And I think this is what has happened to you. And I I love this quote. It's giving away our faith and just sharing it with others, that our own faith grows Yes. And our passion grows as well. And you are someone who is, I think, honoring God with how you're bearing witness to your faith just by simply sharing your story and yes. inviting other people to consider this. Amen. Speaking of your story, about, about a year ago, something else happened in your family that involved quarterback Luke, who was 13 years old at the time. You walked through something tough with him, so share yeah. that. <clears throat> so Chris and I go to Dr. Monjovi. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of our ki- a couple of our kids have gotten their braces put on by Dr. Monjovi right on 202. And this time it was my turn, so I got Luke out of school early and went to Dr. Monjovi's office. And I'm waiting out in the out front in the waiting room. He's back there about to get them on. Dr. Monjovi open story says, K.O.D., come on in. I want to I sh- show you something. So Luke opens up his mouth, and he's got the flashlight, and he's shining it down, and he says, do you see that kind of spot? He said, it's a little concerning. And I don't want to alarm you, but there's a specialist that I want you to go see, someone I highly recommend. And I said, oh, good, can you, uh, you think you can get us an appointment like later in the week? He said, no, no, I just called him, You're, go now, go right now. I said, oh, my, that was kind of odd. And, you know, it was the specialist right behind like Bravo Pizza in that business park, so I go see the specialist. We go in, they were expecting us. We didn't have to wait, we just walked in. Oh, they're waiting for you in the back. And nice, nice guy, and he pulled out his iPhone he turns on the flashlight, and he's looking down, and takes his camera, takes a picture. He said, I'll be right back. I'm going to send this to someone. So little did I know, he sent it to a doctor at UPenn. Hmm. As you know, we have some of the greatest hospitals in the world, A.I. DuPont, UPenn, CHOP. This, one, this guy was at UPenn, and he said he, he came back in, and he said, we're a little concerned, and we want you to go to CHOP tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. 
man, this is not good. I could, mm. the, the hair was standing up, and I knew something was, was up. And Luke had a cancerous tumor mm. on his palate, like kind of top of your throat. Think about that. God's hand put Dr. Monjovi at just the right place at the right time. Mm. If he had put the braces on, and they never would have, he would have seen him back in how many months? And, but something made him catch this. Mm. And I consider it a miracle, a living miracle. On Halloween, last Halloween, so just over a year, Luke went in to chop. They cut out the tumor, got it before it spread, mm. and happy to say it has a six-month checkup, and Luke is cancer-free. Mm. It was a miracle. Yeah, I watched the miracle. That's great. <laughs> you did something during that time that I thought was pretty special. I think often when we walk through something tough like that that we don't like or we don't want, you know, and, and no one wants their 13-year-old son to have cancer, and you wonder what's God doing in this and why. It's a really frustrating thing. and There's no easy answer for that. And it's been my experience that when people walk through these things, they tend to isolate and hide because they're frightened and don't know what to do. But you, you did the opposite of that. And I think a lot of it's because you, you know so many people. So you just started reaching out and calling everybody. You called me immediately and told me. And uh, we laughed. Uh, well, we didn't laugh. We cried about that. We prayed together. Our, our sons, our friends. And that was a startling time. And, and then you shared, look, we, we need to pray for Luke. We've got to pray for him. So I said, yeah, we, we got to pray for Luke. So you said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some family members and some friends. And this is about a year ago. After the 11, I'm going to bring them to the 11.30 a.m. gathering. And then after that, let's just let's gather up front and we'll pray. And I said, that'll be great. You can see, and there you are doing O'Donoghue to Kohler again. So you can see some of the footage of this. Well, when that service came, you, you had about 100 people here. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we set a record attendance that day, especially at 1130, because they all came at 1130, and then they all stayed, and I went to Tyler, and I said, Tyler, we've got like a whole other gathering we got to put together because there's a lot of people here, and Tyler said, I've got it, because you had given a song to Tyler to sing, and so Tyler sang that song, and we all gathered around Luke on that day before his surgery, and there were teachers from the middle school, and just a lot of people from the community came to surround Luke and you and Kristen and your family, and we lifted that all up to God. Hands, and Hands on him. Hands on all him. All my whole family with Pastor Eric praying, and I knew deep down he was going to be all right because I trusted in Jesus. Mm, mm. And I... I'm so grateful for that because you didn't know exactly what to say in that situation about faith and God. You just invited people into this space and let's just pray and give this to God. And I think during that time frame, even though it was frightening, you were bearing witness to your faith and you were sharing and helping people put their eyes on Jesus. And now Luke is cancer free. It's a beautiful story. Yep. Beautiful story. So some of my favorite memories with you, Kevin, are when you call me. 
And I've learned whenever Kevin calls, I, I have to be ready. So he called me actually last night at 11 o'clock. Now, I go to bed about 8 o'clock on Saturday nights because I'm up early to be here. So the phone woke me up, and I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's KOD, and he's supposed to be helping me tomorrow, and this might be a bad phone call. I don't know. But you just wanted to ask something about our interview and to make sure we had things lined up a little bit. So that was all good. But you, you've called before, and, and one time you called and said, hey, I've got a friend on the line. Okay, why don't you talk to my friend? I'm like, okay, who, who's your friend? Well, it was a judge from Delaware County. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness, I've never spoken to a judge before. I was really nervous, but it was a delightful conversation. And they were inviting me to come and pray over a swearing-in ceremony for judges here in Delaware County. And that has turned into a beautiful friendship yep. that you introduced me to. Yep. And they now are a part yep. of Judge Wendy Roberts Valley Point and Church. Bill Addison. Yeah. They were here at the last service. They were here at 10 o'clock. And, and you just using who you are and your life and your stories and your network now to share Christ and, and bear witness to your faith. The other phone call is when you called one time and he was singing on the other end of the line. He's just singing, more like chanting. Uh, Kevin would like to think he's as good as Tyler when he sings, but he's, he's not quite there yet, getting there. But you, you were chanting, the resurrecting king is resurrecting me. The resur-, And it just went on, and I couldn't interrupt. I couldn't stop it. It was in my head. Tyler, was, yeah. that, that song was bouncing around in my head. This is dinner time. So all day I'm walking around humming it, singing it. I'm like, I got to call Pastor Eric. This, this stuff works. <laughs> and that's what he said. This stuff works. He actually used a different word, but we'll leave that out for today. I think that song, though, captures a little bit of your faith journey and how God is using you to bear witness to your faith because the resurrected king when we think about Jesus and his life and what he's done for all who trust in him alone, he's resurrecting us. Yep. And this is your life and your story. I know 2000 and uh, 2020 has been uh, you know, a challenging year on many fronts for everyone. During this year, you have also experienced more loss. Your boss passed away suddenly. And then your mom, who we referenced early in that picture there, she passed as well. Just yeah. talk about this year and the loss you've experienced. So back in March, uh, his name is Scott King. He's been my friend and, and partner for a long time, and he died suddenly of a heart attack. And we went up to Boston. Chris and I went up for the services, and it was the last possible day that you could have a funeral up in Boston. And after we came home, the, the, the shutdown, the pandemic isolation started the next day. Mm. And I'll tell you, I, it was a gift. That time was a gift. I'm sure some of you probably agree with me that, that even though it was such a rough time, it was a good time. We were all together. Family was together. My, my daughters came home from the city. I, Chris and I convinced them, pushed them to... Please come home. Let's all camp out together. And I got to see my mom every day in her last six months of life. Every day. She had mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. And we were with her, my brothers and sisters. We took shifts, the childhood home. 
that I live in. We built an addition. So mom had the in-law quarters, and she was there and became so close with my kids, her grandchildren, and we, we just were with her every day. And it was, I know it was a miracle, but I know that that might sound twisted, but mm. to me, it was a gift. Mm. And it was a miracle that I got to spend that much time until the final moments. Mm -hmm. and, and you were there with yeah. her and, and, and until she took her last breath and we were holding her hand when she did in our mm. own. And even during that time, you bearing witness to your faith. So you set up this whole Zoom call with your extended family, knowing that your mom was about to pass. And you asked me to be a part of that, to pray for the family and to pray for your mom. Yep. You asked Tyler to be a part of that, and he sang a song during that time as well. It was a very large family, so all kinds of Zoom squares. And people are singing and crying and praying. It was really a beautiful scene. And yeah. yet again, an example of you sharing Christ and inviting people into that. So I called St. Thomas. Father came and gave mom last rites. And we were all together. And then I called or texted Eric and Tyler. And Tyler was so helpful setting up that said Zoom call. You know, my mom's sisters, one lives out in California, one lives in North Carolina. Local Aunt Diane lives right up the street in Thornton, but she was isolating. And mom was aware, but it, it was the last time that we were all, that she was together with her sisters. We were all together, and we, 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 we prayed, we, we sang, and it was, just, it was just very special. It was just very special to, you know, at a time, when, a time of loss, we all can reach out to our, our maker, but mm. you taught me to save your soul. You need more than just on Sundays, mm. and, and I yeah. thank you for that. It's changed my life now to, to make my, my prayer a daily thing and mm. to read the Bible. The answers are in the good book, and mm. Sunday has become my favorite day. And eyes on Jesus. Eyes on Jesus. That's right, in Wawa, <laughs> proving once and for all that you can, be, uh, you can bear witness to your faith even in Wawa. <laughs> it, it can <laughs> <Yes>. happen. <laughs> All right, a couple of takeaways, and then Kevin and I are going to pray. The first takeaway is bear witness by using your story. I think sometimes we wonder, how do we do this? And it's complicated, and again, I don't always know what to say, and what if I say the wrong thing? We may overcomplicate this a little bit. You can bear witness. You can share Christ simply by using your story, your personality. Let it shine. And I think God can use all of that to help other people see Christ. We don't have to have all of the right language. We may not even know what verses to use. That's okay. Use your life, your story, the good and the bad, and allow God to use that to help other people see him like what Kevin has done. And I think that's living out what we see in 2 Corinthians 5.20. This is what I read earlier when we introduced this. We are Christ's ambassadors. What an extraordinary thought. That I, if I've trusted in Christ alone, I get to represent Christ. Wow. And God is making his appeal through us. Think about that. We get the opportunity to share the greatest message in all of the world, a message of hope, a message of Christ, and God is making his appeal through us. We're little ambassadors. We speak for Christ. 
when we plead, come back to God. So bear witness, share. This is this essential practice. It's more than a good idea. It's something God calls us to do. Bear witness by using your story. And then secondly, bear witness by inviting. Kevin has done that. It's taking advantage of what is already here to say, you know, I'm not sure what it all means. And I don't know if I can even explain it, but I'd love for you to get into an environment where you can learn about this. And so feel free to invite like what Kevin has done. It's a powerful tool. I think you said something very important and true that it's don't overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. God talks to us through other people. There was someone from 8.30 Mass. She was listening, and she was crying when she came in to me. She came in. She said, I loved your story so much online at 8.30 that I had to come see it at 10. <laughs> she gave me a beautiful card and asked me to do something special to help someone in need. That's all I did. I just shared my story. Mm -hmm. And God speaks to us through other people. Someone that you're in line at Wawa or someone that you're in line at a drive-thru or just someone that you run into at the field at BYC or at the mm -hmm. field house. Someone might be hurting. If you take the time to talk to them, you might change their life. You might change their day. Mm, and right. it's that simple. Mm. It's God talking. And if you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he will. Mm. Now he's starting to preach. <laughs> it's great. Will you help me thank Kevin? That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we want to pray for all of us and just pray for our week. And I'm going to have Kevin lead us first, and then I'll close us. So, Kevin, let's all pray together. Will you bow your head, please? Father God. Please bless us all today as we gather together in person and online. As we bow our heads, please help us all remember to love our neighbors and bring us closer together again, one nation under God. Thanks for tugging at my heart to share my story, and please continue to use me as a fisher of men and to bring people closer to you. Amen. Father, we do thank you for this day and for the chance to think about walking with you in very practical ways. I think an essential practice is bearing witness to our faith. We've been talking about this all year long, God. Matthew chapter 5, you are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. But I fear I do that sometimes with my faith because I don't want to be controversial and I don't want to be argumentative and so I just kind of hide that but yet you tell us no one should do that instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone God I think this is essential this is how we become little ambassadors and help people step into a loving and forever relationship with you so God I pray that all of us would leave here inspired and encouraged to bear witness by using our story and to bear witness by inviting. And then we'll leave the results to you. We'll trust you as everyone has to start their own journey. And we'll leave that to you. But help us to do our part 
in being little ambassadors and bright lights. We pray all of this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me thank them one more time. I want to thank all of you for joining us this morning. Thank all of you who have joined us online. And today we've talked a lot about the blessings of God in our lives. And it's good to take a moment like this to reflect and think about those things that are in our lives. And what scripture teaches us is that everything comes from God. Everything. So there is nothing that we can give to God. We can only give back to God what he has already given to us. Last Sunday, Pastor Eric talked about the Christian essential practice of generosity. If you missed that, go back and view that from last week. I think it's going to make an impact on you. So as you gather your things as we exit, if you have any offering to share, you can drop that in the baskets at the doors as you leave. You can also give securely online. So for those of you who are viewing online, you can go to valleypointchurch.com and see all of the different safe and secure ways that you can be generous at Valley Point Church. At this time, I'd like to thank all of our online viewers for joining us. You all can be dismissed.